in the night Your heart fills with dread Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed You'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Hello and welcome to another edition of Freaky Friday It is Friday, November 3rd the first Friday in November, and holy shit, I cannot believe the year has gone by this quickly. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be Christmas before we know it, and then a brand new year. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I'll do something in like about maybe like six months, or not six months. I was like, we'll do something in six weeks, two months, and I was like, well, that's 2024. <laughs> so yeah. great. All the yeah. things I've been putting off, it's all coming, coming to fruition here. It's but- uh, time flies and is also, does it? Who's to say? Who's to say? How do we know how to measure it? Any of it? We're I always all in flat circle. I've gone down this rabbit hole lately of people that have had. I don't believe we call them near death experiences anymore. I think they refer to them as something else, perhaps. Mal, yes, perhaps now. But they all describe when it happens that their whole life and every decision they've made like flashes before them and it's so fast. And even I've even heard some go into like more description where like someone was showing them things and, but everybody says like the amount of time that really this is, is so small compared to the grand scope of things. It just blows my mind. I can't wrap I know I harp on it a lot. <laughs> if I read reviews, there's probably a lot of reviews telling me to stop talking about well, it. Good thing I me, don't read them. <laughs> she makes me dread my existence every time she talks about time. One time Paris was like, this whole room, if, and it's, this was our living room area, so it's probably like 14 by 12. He's like, if you took a string end to end, and that was all of existence, we're only like the last little tiny, tiny end on the other part. And I was like, why did you have to tell me that? <laughs> I was even thinking about that. But you're right on the brain opening. I read an article one time I was it was late at night and I was just out on the porch reading uh news like the Apple news aggregator mm-hmm. I was like oh I'm gonna <laughs> today Dr. Dowdy my chiropractor goes you're turning into kind of an old lady I go I just went and sat at the lake <laughs> I looked at the pelicans yesterday she's like what so I was like I sat on my porch I was like I'm gonna read the news I'm gonna see so a few weeks ago about two or three months ago and I read that whole thing about science magazine they were talking about the impact or what happens in a brain a human brain when you die and then are revived but they said they can study if they put the nodes on the head while somebody is coding they can kind of get brainwave activity and these certain doorways in your mind that normally hold the uh, thoughts memories whatever and so you don't you know lose it all the time thinking about everything (laughs) they open and whenever you're in an active dying situation and then when you stop your brain's like oh nope cram it all back in there and you it stuffs it all back. But you, you back. can't unring that bell. No. And the, I've gotten to some, I think I was on the show YouTube, which explains it. It was some fella, an interview with him, and he was a firefighter, and he was like, I'll tell you exactly what happened. And he was like, I was sucked up into star beams, and I was, and I saw every memory or whatever. Oh. And he, in plain language, and, and just was like, I don't know what happened or how to explain it, but that's what happened. That, that's my experience. And I'm like, that's always scarier to me when someone's like, I'm not 
not swearing to you that I saw the other side, but I'm telling you what I saw. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that was the other side. <laughs> and most of the stories are very similar to that one. Yeah. With that are maybe awesome. a little d- differences here and there. But yeah, that you're, you basically are, see everything that's ever happened in your life. And on a finite or, or on a scale of like, time, it would be so small compared to everything else. But to us, rightfully so, it feels like everything because this is all we know. Right. Every second matters. Um, Mm -hmm. And it does. And then in some ways it doesn't. But you see time take away. It's already November. That means Halloween's over. Yeah. I want... I want you to tell everyone what your family costume was for Halloween because it was amazing and fantastic. Thank you so much. We were all deep cut characters. I say deep cut. I mean, if you're familiar with it, the Stephen King novel, not the movie, because I don't think any of these characters. No, you are. Mrs. Kirsch was in the second it. Yes. Uh, But we were all like lesser known characters from it. So... Ella was Maturin, which is the turtle that of enormous girth upon his back. He holds the earth. And then Simon was the spider, which is also a version Pennywise can turn that it can turn into. It Mm -hmm. is the supernatural creature that takes the form of various things. We all refer to it as Pennywise because that's the most like recognizable one, but really that's just a form that that it takes. Mm. It is also an alien spider. It is also Mrs. Kirsch, which was what I was. And it also possesses the Paul Bunyan statue in Maine, (laughs) which goes on a spree about town. And that's what Tommy was. So you can go to my Instagram to see all of those fun costumes. The, the earth on Ella's back only lasted for a short time. It was too heavy with the costume. So trick-or-treating people would be like what are you a turtle and she's like yeah and then simon was a spider so really it just looked like it was a turtle and a spider going to everybody's door but we knew we knew the backstory an elf in paul bunyan because he looked by the way he looks all of y'all looked perfect spot on and as paul bunyan he looks exactly like the statue i've seen that statue in person in bangor and it does wear green tights however out of context uh, he looked a bit like an elf and he, he and Ella went to a Halloween party from one of her classmates and one of the kids was like what what are you an an elf <laughs> and Tommy said no I'm Paul Bunyan from Stephen King's it as if this child would be like oh okay that was my second guess I was assuming that that's what you were and he just goes oh well you look like an elf and I was thinking if you were an elf that's the wrong holiday to which I said, <laughs> yes, you are correct. Tiny child. Oh, but he, wrong. he did look um, spot on to yeah, the exactly Paul right. statue. Yeah. It yeah, was a fun one. It's a good one. We, I went and trick or treating with my nieces. They were from the descendants. I wore the corn skull outfit that I had worn for our live stream minus the skull. Cause I didn't want to traumatize them. So I was just corn, <laughs> which they were like corn, <laughs> which is great that there's corn. Still- has been so viral this year. It's so viral. I mean, maybe the most viral TikTok. <laughs> it's true. got the juice. So I think that you nailed it. Corn or corn skull, both costumes, A plus. A plus. So it was super fun to go trick or treating with them. But uh, we didn't see anything super out of the ordinary exciting. And then I'm like texting you like, hey, how's trick or treating going? And I get a response and it's just a picture of a fire truck in front of your house. Three <laughs> no. of them. Okay. Three of them. 
one of the very like first trick or treaters that came to the door, one of their parents said to Tommy, Hey, it kind of smells like gas out here. And we didn't smell it. I thought because I had just sprayed my hair with so much white paint to make me old that I was like, and it smelled so bad. I said, do you think it's the hairspray? And Tommy was like, no, you no. can't smell that all the way outside. <laughs> I don't think a neighbor's going to be like, "Hey, we've noticed some smoters from your coming from your bathroom." If it is, if it's did. not the gas. I yes. promise you that different kind. Yeah, <laughs> but he um, he called Atmos because if you ever think you smell natural gas, call the gas company. Yes, because it, don't you, delay. No, don't delay. And I th- I know, and I've been there too. We're all like, "Oh, I'm sure it's nothing." But in the event it's something, it's going to be a big something. So it's always better to be safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. So we called them and gave our address and everything. We couldn't really smell it or whatever. We leave to go trick-or-treating. And they were like, okay, we'll call you back if we need you. Well, about 45 minutes later in the neighborhood, I hear all these sirens. And I said to myself, Mm -mm. they're going to. Because you know when you hear like the sirens and then an abrupt stop? (laughs) And you're like, that was close. And we just happened to turn our corner and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) the street was lined with first responders. So Tommy went over there and a bunch of our neighbors were out and she, I'm sure because of the fire trucks and sirens that also Halloween, (laughs) but also our neighbor across the street had also smelled gas in her garage. So we thought it was like in her garage, turns out someone in the alley behind her house had run over the gas line and gas was just leaking. So they shut it all off, thankfully. But everybody was like, thank you for calling. Tommy was the only person that had called. Paul Bunyan to hero. He's standing yeah. tall with his axe on his shoulder. like Fully, co- fully in costume, <laughs> having a conversation with many firemen. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like a fever dream. I'm like, dress look like this crazed old woman and i'm like can we go can we go back inside is that fine they're like yeah everyone we were the only ones in costumes all the other neighbors were dressed normal the parents were dressed up to clarify too tommy is fully paul bunyan and mrs kirsch for those of you who haven't seen the movie you did like stage makeup to make yourself look elderly probably very 30, 40 years older with like real deep wrinkles. And then you had sprayed your hair all gray, but you, but it was clearly, you know, you're dressed up, but it was good. So from far off, they might've thought, Oh woman. man, she should go to bed. That yes. older woman should really go to bed. I'm here with her teacup. looking for <laughs> My teacup that I got from my children's play kitchen. Oh, was I was like, I need a teacup. Ella was like, I know. And I was like, you're right. And Ella really humbled me when I was doing my stage makeup. I hadn't started it yet. And she walked in and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to do makeup to make myself look like an old woman. And she was just started staring at me. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm looking at your old woman face. I was like, Uh, oh, (laughs) well, I hadn't started the makeup yet. This is just my face, how I look every day. So... (laughs) But I will I say cursed. it's easier to do that makeup when you can just follow all the wrinkles you already have. <laughs> that, like, it makes it much easier. Hmm, here, yeah, when you're a teen, you're like, I guess I'll draw them on. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't worry, kids. Someday you'll find them. <laughs> it's like a treasure map. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and they were all much younger, but they said, just use your natural yeah, face I guess wrinkles. If you just scrunch up. 
Yeah, one of the girls said, you're going to make a ton of weird faces doing this because the more expressions you do, the more different wrinkles come out. And then it was very, all very interesting and accurate. Makeup stuff impresses Helps me the out. shit out of me. I cannot do it, but I find it very impressive. Oh, man. Our friend Amy, who is also one of our babysitters, is does the most incredible makeup. I don't understand how she's not like extremely famous from doing makeup i'm gonna give everybody her instagram because she's so incredible it is at dreamy louise go follow her her makeup skills are off the charts incredible i like i said it's a whole other art form i mean Mm -hmm. it's like a mixture of, of paint and then other stuff too i mean it's she's great well um one last thing before we get to our interview are we gonna share what happened to us the other night? <gasps> I'm still traumatized by this. If you're not ready to talk about it. We no, don't I can talk about it. We do I need to give a bit it. of a warning. Perhaps it will help me heal. But yes, uh, I don't even know what the warning is. A varmint was defeated. By my dog. And, in and our, your husband. And my husband. <laughs> it was a living varmint, which is important to understand that. The context, therefore. Yeah, and this all happened within a 10-foot radius of where you and I were trying to enjoy ourselves. We were just talking, and then (sighs) out of nowhere, we were on your back porch. In fact, I think we were talking about stuff for the show, of planning what we were going to cover and things like that. We do. We were having a real business (laughs) meeting, as it were. And then we just heard some rustling, not too far, maybe about 10, 12 feet away from us. And it's an area with dirt in it that's a planter is sitting on top of it. And your dog, Kate, who is a pit bull mix white on the head, she kind of to me looks like the dog from the sandlot. You know, Mm -hmm. like kind of like you're good. That's your dog next door. She's over there looking. And then in a second, it all happens at once. We She dives, knocks the potted plant asunder. It's gone. (laughs) Dirt's flying. And then she's struggling. And then we begin to hear the squeaks. Oh, the squeaks. Like a a dog toy that we're getting a little bit more. But it just kept happening over and over and over. And a little bit more uh, upsetting. To her credit, she didn't seem like she was – she just seemed like she caught something, like she should. And that's when you started to yell, babe. I – couldn't even look to the. I still don't know exactly what all because we have learned when anything happens that involves critters, I freeze. Mm-hmm. I Heather has seen this many times, and she has to come to my rescue if there's like a water bug or any kind of thing flying at me or skittering creatures. I just it's not fight or flight. I just freeze, mm-hmm. and I was literally paralyzed <laughs> with fear and. Tommy was editing and he can hear us through the door. So I'm just screaming, babe, babe. And you're going, there's an emergency. (laughs) And I had my hands over my face. So I couldn't see what was happening, but you saw it all. And so in pretty quick order, Tommy, like a hero, bursts through the door and is like, what's the, what's the problem? But it was pretty apparent pretty quickly as he turns and looks. And again, Kate, being a good dog, had caught the varmint, was sitting, awaiting further instruction. And then the varmint was not deceased. It was struggling. It was struggling. And Loudly. Tommy had to make a humane decision. And so she drops it. And be like a good dog, because she sees her owner come, and so she like looks up, drops it. He looks at her, and then again, the screams and the squeals are 
horrifying. And I later said if it had been me, I would have gotten a bucket to drown it. <laughs> and you said that that was the act of a serial killer. <laughs> And I said, now, yeah, that now that you say it, taking the time to go inside and fill a bucket, like, like how long that would take. And buckets also, you got to carry like a heavy bucket of water and then you got to also pick it up. It seemed like it was was too, it was going to be too involved for me. There was a nearby object and Tommy dispensed with the issue pretty quickly in one fell swoop, as humanely and as kindly as one could do in this scenario, given what had happened. But this whole entire time, I just have to reiterate that you were in a really uncomfortable position, not moving. What Your left leg was extended out. You were seated, and your two arms were above your head in a circular position, facing away from me, and your other leg was kind of underneath you. But you remained stretched out for the duration, and you kept going, I can't, I can't, I don't know what's over there. I can't. I'm not even going to look. And no. I just said, and I was just looking oh, at look. your face, and you were like, oh, oh. Oh, and then you just pulled your hoodie up over your face. <laughs> I was like, and then the, the squeals stopped. And then, and, and it was given a respectful burial at Target Bag. As <laughs> you know, like I said, everything you can do in the situation where you're like, it all happened so quickly that I said, you go, what did, what did we just do? And I'm like, I don't think we were going to take it to the vet. I don't even think if we, you know, if you could, I don't think it would. No, do. And no. I think that might be like, oh no, that carries the bubonic plague. <laughs> Please do not bring that here. No. Yeah, uh, they're like, what? This is just something that happens. And I was, I was like, we've been trying to catch one. There's, we've known yes. there has been one in the backyard. It is very stressful for me because I have a phobia of them. So we've taken measures, and I said, Tommy, do you think that was the one? And he goes, Well, I mean, there's probably others. And I was like. <laughs> Why are you doing You don't got to say it like that. He's Do like, you see they don't me? live alone. They don't, they don't live on their own. I'm frozen with fear. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't move. It really is quite alarming because I like to think if I get in a situation where I got to defend myself that I wouldn't just freeze up. But now I'm starting to question if that would be the case. I was going to say, when you say you have a phobia, I, you're not exaggerating for the air to be funny. Like I am your friend and I've watched your, you have a visceral physical reaction when varmints are ab- abound, like whether it's a bug or something, that thing has been. Anyway, we just sat there in just full disbelief of like, what just happened on Halloween night? <laughs> she went trick or treating and she, yeah. she got herself something, but you know what? She did what we we wanted it gone. So hopefully that it's gone. And I'm glad that I have a partner that is not like me and that came out and saw a situation that needed to be handled and handled it without thinking twice about it. We didn't need to tell you all this again, but the point of this is that Tommy Brown is, always was, and shall remain unflappable because there was just <laughs> <Yes>. like... <laughs> Like, all right, this is what we got to do. <laughs> he like, just came yeah. out. He was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Kate just killed something or Kate's attacked something. It's over there. Da, 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 da. And then Wordlessly. moments later, silence. May we all be as unflappable as Paul Bunyan slash the unflappable. He, uh, yeah, Brown. yeah. In one night, he saved a neighborhood from yes. a gas explosion. Yes. Hundreds of children could have Save just gone lives. up in flames. A, tr- a Halloween trick-or-treating nightmare was avoided <laughs> yeah. because of his quick thinking. On two on two separate occasions. Yeah. The out front and out back. Out back. <laughs> That's how oh. he rules. In, in the, the front outback. and in the back. Hey. In the outback. Oh, in the gosh. Outback. Speaking well, of the outback, then we watched a 
wild documentary that I think we might actually cover We're the story it. because it is so bananas. What a Halloween night we've had. It was had. quite a Halloween. I have not had a Halloween with that much excitement in, I mean, I maybe ever. And I went to tech and UNT. <laughs> like, I, mean, I went, went to, to some, some party schools. And still, I don't think anything's topped that one. Not at all. That was incredible. <laughs> Sinisterhood will be right back. What, a, what an introduction we've given to these two lovely guests today. Oh, man. Well, if anything, we had an incredible story to tell. So did these two ladies. Two and incredible stories. A delight they were to speak to. We say all the time, we love doing these because we can just tell like right off the bat when we're going to hit it off with people. And I feel like we have known Jessica and Elise for years. Right. Like, we, it's like we're all, we, Immediately, we're like, we could all just like go to dinner and have like no pauses in conversation, just talk and get along. They were great. It's amazing when you find super smart, super funny, cool as fuck women. And that yeah. is who we're talking about. The hosts of 30 Morbid Minutes, the podcast that brings you morbid, creepy topics, people, places, and events all pulled from the history and the headlines of today. They cover stuff that we would be interested in. And also they go beyond stuff we would ever even cover on the show. And we talk a little bit about it in the interview. So you'll hear all about that. And then they're going to tell two stories. One of them involves the Magic Castle, which I haven't stopped thinking about planning oh. our trip. I've told you, I've said before, it's a bucket list item for me to go to the Magic Castle and you have to be invited by a, a magician member. And so a majimber <laughs> <laughs> and we might have an end now but at least at least it's been several times and i was like tell me everything and man does she have a good fucking, story i don't have to tell all of you how great elise and jess are because you're gonna hear it but the fucking confidence with which she's like i know several magicians <laughs> one of the best sentences i've ever heard in my yeah. life and so i said we don't know enough alone. magicians we gotta get more magicians on our roster and we also recorded this before we did our first paranormal investigation and yet somehow even after hearing jessica's story we still went about uh, talking about an investigation she was on where someone suffered some uh, pretty gross, I don't know, an attack or something. I don't know what it was. Something something happened. Something eerie, but y'all are going to love it. unexplainable. Oh, yeah. There's so much fun, and uh, we had a ton of fun, so I think you all will have a ton of fun listening to a lot of laughs and just like creepy, spooky, good information, too. Their podcast is great because it's 30 minutes, it's easy, like, that's a commute for a lot of people, but it's, they dive a lot into, like you said, the history of stuff that's very fascinating, stuff that I would have never known if not for, like, someone taking the time to break it down and give it to me in, like, a format I enjoy to listen to. Right, a very pleasant one, too, and if you like listening, you'll also love watching, especially, too, sometimes we're like, well, who, whose voice is who? So head over to our YouTube channel at Sinisterhood Podcast, and you can watch the full video version. It's up now, so enjoy that, and enjoy 30 Morbid Minutes. Hello and welcome to another edition of Freaky Friday Guest Segments. We are so overjoyed today to be joined with Jess and Elise from 30 Morbid Minutes. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks, for, Thanks having for having us. Thanks so much for being here. 
we were listening to you uh, both last night as we sat out on my patio. Mm-hmm. We were like, they have such nice voices. Yes. Oh my Jessica gosh. Jessica has a beautiful voice. Oh, you do too. No. So no. Like the most no. Yeah. Beautiful There's voice a reason heard. Jessica like, always Jessica says the opening. Jessica has the most beautiful voice. Give us a few lines, <laughs> Jess. No, Elise, you have – so I can get really <laughs> shrill and screechy and then Elise brings it down to like no. earth and she's like, your God-given right to no. shrill. <laughs> what? We all can get a little shrieky. So, yeah, every day I get a little shrieky. <laughs> what were you listening to? Which episode? We actually turned on the Titanic. Yes. I'm a, Titan- I'm oh. oh, yes, where you had to give – because we a were like, intro. this is something that would happen to us where – and in fact, I believe we did record something – in advance and then we had to go back and be like hey everybody uh we didn't know what was was going on in the world when this was coming out we recorded the movie curse and then the incident happened uh, the first movie set and it was just not great timing to release that so we held the episode for a week or two to be like this is but it wasn't anything you guys didn't say like oh we're going to record these titanic mysteries because this sub the submersible missing it was like months before yeah. Yeah. The Ocean Gate happened as our planned Titanic conspiracy episode was um, scheduled. And so we were like, people are going to think that we were trying to capitalize on this. Mm-hmm. We weren't. It just no. coincidentally timed out that way. Yeah. Or we wanted we to gave a great like disclaimer at the beginning of that, <laughs> Thank you. which we have had to do. Yeah. But it's. Um, it's interesting because you kind of like see how the sausage is made in those moments where you're like, some of this stuff is scheduled like weeks out and we don't have control over what happens. So right. yeah, you kind of just got to go with the flow. Yeah. Every time. Well, we, you said earlier, you think we got a lot in common. I think we do too, because y'all are friends. You were friends before the podcast, sketch comedy buddies, and you started this kind of, y'all both have other positions at Rooster Teeth, right? And you've had this podcast as like a fun thing that you do and it's taken off now and everybody loves it. That's kind of what happened to us. We're just buddies from improv that did a show. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best way it works because if you just like put people together that like don't have natural chemistry, it's going to show and yeah. it's, it's not going to be a good, yeah. you know. Yeah, I wanted podcast. this to be like a Backstreet Boys esque manufactured podcast. Like that's <laughs> well, my dream. Well, my well. dream is to be part of some kind of manufactured product like that. But unfortunately, <laughs> our bond was just too strong. And too strong. it kind of came you to a place bring three of- more on. Uh, Heather, <laughs> fun fact, used to write Backstreet Boys fan fiction when she was a teen. So, big fan. Wow. Now we have oh. even more in common than have we did. Have you ever oh, read it on this ago. podcast? And I just have been, she can't find it. I'm We're desperate dying. to find it. I think somewhere I need to go dig through my mom's office because somewhere there's like a bunch of like old three and a half inch floppies and I know it's on there, but I don't know how to get data from those. And I know also like almost all of them, except the one with the fanfic is filled with like weird 3D renderings of South Park characters, which I was also <laughs> very into for a while and filled the hard drives with. My mom was just always buying these discs because I was like weird and I wouldn't delete things. Oh my God. You, Yeah, well, you push the little tab on the disc so yes. it's locked. No one yes. can write over it. They're all yep. locked. It can't be like, done. Would you I'm say like, you were a digital hoarder? Yes. Where, I, yeah. I am still. Honestly, I have so many like hard drives full of stuff. I'm like, my precious, don't delete my things. <laughs> but I will find that fanfic. I found the outline for it. It involved all of us living in a home together in Florida and at some point I contracted encephalitis from a mosquito bite <laughs> and I you all retired together not even sure that you can do that but it happened the in the story 
was not addressed, but the cast of characters was me and all my friends from sixth grade and the Backstreet Boys the age that they were at the time, which was in the 20s. So (laughs) there was no funny business. We were just all living in a house together, which in retrospect is horrible. Bunch of 20-year-old men living with a bunch of 16-year-old girls just having (laughs) platonic wholesome fun. They were there when I had encephalitis. I don't yeah. give a fuck what you guys say. <laughs> they were they were nursing you back to health. They were there for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. Oh, oh man. man. Much like you guys have been there for each other. I want to know about your comedy background. <laughs> what a segue. What a segue. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> if we we we'll see these kind of segues in the in the fan fiction. Yes. Oh wait. yes, 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 yes. She this isn't her first rodeo. She's been doing this since she was 12 years old. This is incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Weird. Oh. I felt compressed, much like the cold compress that AJ went to go apply to my forehead. <laughs> they were at my bedside. I remember being like, can I, where can I learn more about encephalitis? My mom was like, what? And this is like, there wasn't really Google. And she's like, you can look on Encarta 95, which was the CD-ROM. And it didn't have enough information. She's like, go get the encyclopedia. So I was learning. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> We're all dating ourselves so much. Oh, the man. too. Go get mm-hmm. the encyclopedia. I love oh, it. Oh, yes. I Nancy Nancy yeah. has got an accent. She's Heather, go get the encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at her. Her name's Nancy. She's amazing. <laughs> I love it. She's great. Oh, yeah. She's great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, so how did y'all uh, start your comedy background? Elise, Elise has like a professional comedy background. I've just done like Im- improv in, in classes and stuff, and I'm just an overall unhinged person. But Elise has like <laughs> actual. So comedy. we do have stuff in common. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like Jessica. I'm very hinged, and <laughs> I actually started just in the game industry, the video game industry, not making games, but more of a media entertainment side commentating side and sort of transitioned that into making comedy about video games and have branched out from there. Jess and I worked on a uh, sketch series together. We have done countless other shows like live action comedy shows together, game shows and things like that. We, and so we did, we did our own version of the like, 10 people get locked into a room for six hours and can't laugh show. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, That's fun. I very, love game shows. My dream oh, is to be on one. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, you're living my dream. Are you all saying we could make our own game show and like the only thing that's <laughs> oh, stopping us is hmm. us? Yes. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Because you guys are comedians and stuff. Like it's, it, it, the whole point of the game was to try and make other people laugh, but you can't laugh. So it was oh, a no. nightmare. Well, full of oh, funny yeah. people. No. It was just a nightmare. A couple of people it. told me that they cried in the shower after the experience because it was just it was such a breaking <laughs> it experience. Is. It you is. Like, it was it in. Yes. so much is pent up that it's just like a flood of emotions once you're allowed to release it. Garden hose with your thumb over the end wow. of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, out of you. Because you're being you're wow. being punished for laughing. Like you're being bad. Or like, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like it was not mm-hmm. good for my brain. Yeah. But it was fun. <laughs> so all. don't do that one is what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe we pick a different format for our game show. Got a different one. We have oh, an idea for a game show. We need a lot of money for it. Yeah, we yeah. we need a lot of money for our game show. It's called "We'll Give You Fifty Thousand Dollars," and if you can prove to us that you can do something Extra really nice. crazy and niche and bizarre, 
but do it really, really well, we'll give you fifty thousand dollars. Interesting. So we need the we need the capital. It's that's, like you know that's that's the we just need like NBC Universal to sponsor us or somebody that can just give us the money to give to them because we don't have that. We'll give you fifty grand. That was the name yes, of it. Well, I'll give you yeah. fifty grand because it's like you, you know when they hit the X and it's like you're going to Hollywood. It's like. I'll give you 50 grand. I'll give you yeah. 50 grand for that. Yeah. And it yeah. could be anything. You're like, hey, I, I can uh, walk on my hands or I can make the perfect cocktail or whatever. If you do it enough to impress us, then we'll give you 50 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Would only you ever holds us appear up. on a game show as a team? Oh, would. absolutely. I would. Okay. Fun. I feel like you got to, we have to speak it out. We got to speak it out. Yeah. So amazing race. My dream <laughs> is to be Are on the listening? show. Tattletales. It was in the '60s. It's not on anymore. But okay, it was well, to we're gonna have to time travel. But we we'll need to do a reboot. Reboot oh, of Tattletales. Tattletales reboot. Okay, what's like, the premise? It's what's the like details? Honeymoon, not honeymoon. One of like the newlywed game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but it was for already married celebrity couples. But I think it would be just as fun with podcast co-hosts. And one of them has on a muted headset and doesn't hear. And then the other half of the duo so like it would be like jess and christy and then me and elise would have headphones on and not hear and a, a prompt would be given to jess and christy and the prompt would be like um cheese explosion and then one of you would have to use that as to a to c think of a story that we've shared together that would make you think of something and you buzz <laughs> oh, in and then okay. you tell the story and then they bring me and elise out and they'll be like the prompt was cheese explosion who do you think rung in and then if Christy had told some story about the two of us and I didn't remember it and ring in and Elise rings it and then nobody gets a point. But that's I would fun. Be like, oh, wait, oh, wow. I remember that story. So it's like, do you remember stories? It's real fun to watch. So some of those celebrity that's spouses, great. like Ben Stiller's parents, totally in love. Sean Astin's Oh, I parents, love them. So cute, totally in love. But some of them, I was like, y'all don't even like each other. And then you look it up and it was like, <laughs> they were divorced in six months or six months of marriage. I was like, good. They didn't just yeah, need to do that. Because they didn't remember that story. That's fun. I like that. That's a great. Yeah, we're doing it. I'd watch that for sure. And Y'all now I'm trying to think of a You're story. On it. You got to be on it too. Yeah, I would be like Jess. Remember that cheese explosion? We were part of like our <laughs> yeah. all of that cheese exploded over yep. the city and yep. rained down on everyone. <sighs> Like, yeah, like the, the Boston Molasses Flood as covered on 30 Morbid Minutes. <laughs> hey, yes. people asked us to yes. cover that, but look at that. Why Why wait for Sinisterhood to cover it? You already got an episode on it. There you go. That we have a lot of crossover. 30 minutes too. I, we did derail, and I want you, to, Jess, to tell you about her her background because she is an angel on earth. She's no. a brilliant oh. actress too, which is something that she does not <laughs> hype up enough about herself. You're very, you're very sweet. I get this. I, I know we have a her. we have a great <laughs> relationship. We're very supportive of each other, which is which is awesome because I wouldn't be able to do this with anyone else. Um, no, I actually started off as a I wanted to be an actress, and then I had an internship right out of college with a very prominent director that made me like cry every other day because I'm like, this is the industry. <laughs> this sucks. Um, so I switched mm-hmm. gears to behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And went the producer route, which still is in the industry and still is insane. Um, but then <laughs> as a producer, yeah, I'm not crying as much every day. Um, but yeah, so it was a producer for a long time, but also had to get the creative out. And so I've I've done yes improv and acting classes, but one of the biggest things was yes working at Rooster Teeth on all of the shows that Elise just mentioned. Um, and, and she actually championed me for because we did a short at Rooster Teeth where she thought I, – I had one line, but she, I guess the line read was great. And Elise was like, I want her <laughs> on this <laughs> next show we're doing. 
Um, so she saw something yeah. in you. She, like she did. All good directors do. Yeah, she recognized. Yeah, she's the best. Well, I love how close y'all are because Jess, you're in Austin and Elise, you're in LA, right? But you still does the podcast help you maintain your friendship over all that far distance? I think so, for sure. I think so too. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. so too. Because whenever we get on, like we were doing here, is like we're just talking and like cackling about stuff before we enter. Like it's we were talking about our coffin birth episode. It's like if we're cackling right before, it's like we have to okay, be serious. We're about to talk about coffin birth now. Like <laughs> right. we can't be just like cackling and I know what you're everything. Thinking, what's so funny about coffin birth? <laughs> right. <laughs> what's so funny about coffin birth? I'll what is coffin what birth? What is coffin? I don't is that know. what it sounds like? You cough so yep. hard the baby comes right out. <laughs> She I thought you bars. delivered a baby in a coffin. Uh, it's well, it's posthumous least- <laughs> birth. It's posthumous birth, but uh, you know, oh, expelling a, a fetus oh. uh, after death, and it's it's very morbid. And I think the episode I regret the most because we always we I, and we talked about a little this little with Tommy, but we always try to straddle this line between not punching down, not joking about the victim, but joking about ourselves, joking about mm-hmm. situations. If something happened to a hundred years ago, it's kind of fair game. Mm-hmm. Um, we can kind of be a little bit lighthearted, have some laughs, but then there are episodes where we get on the other side and we look at each other and think, woof, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing yeah. that we could, you know, there was do nothing and- funny about that. Yeah. yeah. We're this, we're the exact same yeah. way. We'll say often like, this isn't going to be a funny episode. We just did a three-parter on Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, not one second of it was funny. Well, no, that's not true. When we mocked Stephen Lett relentlessly and did <laughs> that impression, saying. that was Heather funny. Was <laughs> yeah. It's like the one thing you can't do is just, uh, if people exist like that and ridiculous, yeah. I'm like, I'm just being accurate. That's actually just what he sounds like when I it do is. an impression. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it you're right. When you're like, Hey, this is uh we're going to set the tone for this one. Uh, and that's what I love about y'all's show though, because you do have a nice script, so it stays on topic, but you do in between have a discussion and it really brings it home. And I like that you all did like a get to know you chat. That was a great episode too. Oh, thank you so much. Thank folks you. could just kind of get to know who you were because your voices are so, I told Christy, I was like, damn, I feel soothed, but it is uh-huh. such, like, you <laughs> sound similar too. And we hear that a lot too, mm-hmm. that we yeah. sound similar. Oh, yeah. And to yeah. me, we don't, and probably to y'all, you don't, but other people are like, all I hear are two hicks. I don't really know. <laughs> Which one switch? <laughs> Rude. I don't and I'm like, accent. I don't even think I have an accent, but I sure don't. Apparently, but- <laughs> I, oh, sure don't. I sure don't. I sure well, don't. I'm from Canada <laughs> originally, so if you listen closely, oh. you can hear Jess's Texas twang, and then me. Oh, sorry, we joked about the coffin birth. <laughs> Yeah, they, no. they can Texans. I hear we get a we get the shit kicked out of us a lot of times in the media. But Canadians are nice. Everybody should give y'all the benefit of the doubt if yeah. you've got that. I mean, how yeah. are they and you sound very you? neutral in most yeah. of the time and very yeah. like pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Just yeah. like the sweet Canadian you are, we're not allowed to accept compliments. <laughs> Jess and I <laughs> go back and forth about this a lot. Oh, no, that's the thing you have. Lisa's so bad at it. Like I give her compliments often, and and then she's like, "No," and I'm like, "If you say no to me one more time, <laughs> but you're the same way. You're I the am the same way. way. Yeah, so I should shut mm-hmm. up." Right. No. It's all those memes though where it's like everybody deserves everything and they're the most amazing except me, not me. Yeah. But not exactly. Me. No. I'm terrible. I want to compliment everyone. I'm like, I don't know about that. If you compliment, I don't know. I don't know about all that. 
<laughs> but uh, but have you all? You were going to share some freaky stories with us today. I'm sure in your line of work, you have many things you've come across, places, stories you've heard, places you've been. So we would uh, hear your freaky stories. Sinisterhood. We'll be right back. Yeah. At least, do you want me to go first, or you want to go? Yeah, are you going to give a little bit of context and backstory, kind of about your history with demonology and your? Yeah, I'm, oh, oh okay. yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Elise is okay. like, don't you forget to sell that part. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, yeah. So, so uh, th- this isn't the story I'm going to tell, but it is just like interesting, I guess, to have this context. Um, so. I was raised Catholic, but I uh, am no longer practicing. I think I stopped around 13, 14. Um, and then my family moved to a more Methodist church. It's one of those churches that it's like a, you know, they have like a guitar and drums on stage versus mm-hmm. like a choir and a priest. And um, so, but but being raised in the Catholic church, it's, it's dark a little. It's very dark in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And um I had to confess my sins to a priest and uh, learn about demons a lot, you know? Um, And even though I don't practice anymore or don't believe in currently any religion as of right Mm now, um, some of, just for some reason, the the darkness part of it sticks with me and the guilt, of course. Um, (laughs) But Oh, yeah. That never leaves. That never goes away. Just it. Yep. And also just being a woman in general. But uh, mm. but yeah, and so um, in high school, I was introduced to the Ouija board. And uh, I wasn't like against it in any way. I was just like, I'm, I'm just open. I'm a very open person in general, open to whatever the universe wants to give me or tell me. And uh, played with it and had some very, very unique experiences, but nothing to wear like I saw something, heard something. It was just like, this thing is moving and I'm not moving it. Neither neither is this other person. This is strange. Um, and so I played with it for a few years. And that was during the time when I was having a lot of like sleep paralysis episodes of just real dark sleep. Paral- I think most people when they have sleep paralysis, it happens to just be darkness or like dark mm. figures. It's not like a happy experience. <laughs> yeah. um, but so – then I was told by somebody who considers herself a medium. I haven't talked to her in years, so I'm just not I'm not sure if she still is or where that lies right now. But she was like, hey, don't play with the Ouija board anymore because when you do that, you also open up all different kinds of things for anything to come in, such as like bad things. I was like, okay, noted. Uh, so stop <laughs> playing with it. And uh, then I saw the movie Paranormal Activity and I was like, okay, never just no. opening this world again. It. Yeah, just not mm-hmm. demon stuff. That did so more for Ouija board sales. <laughs> than right? anything else has, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Trying yeah. To re-ran now because it's like yeah. <laughs> can't come back well, from the, that. The oh Exorcist too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so I just was like, okay, this is not meant for and I just wanted to get away from that because I feel like when you're so open to it, there's ways you think about it more and it, you're just mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with more. I was like, this is not something I want in my life anymore. So I cut it off. And haven't been back since. Although I did just watch that movie, uh, Talk to Me, the other day. Oh, and so yeah. I'm not like, okay. Um, yeah. But we watched it the other night too. Ooh, yeah, I'm grabbing it was, the hand. It's good. <laughs> it's it's so brilliant in so many ways. It was great. It was so yeah. good. It was very. But good. my Halloween like, costume. I'm gonna oh, take this glove and I'm gonna draw <laughs> the symbols all over it. Oh, so I can, that's like, great. The people all night. <laughs> 
That's brilliant. I love that's it. a fun like it. interact. I like an interactive like, costume that everyone yeah. will have a kick out of. That's fun. And it's so, so yeah, it's like recent. I like it. Yeah, yeah, topical. Um, yeah. So my scary story. So with all that in mind, um, and I wanted to remove myself from that. I just so happened to work on a ghost hunting show at my company, Rooster Teeth, called Haunter, and there were two seasons. Hey. I worked on the first season. And um, so I was a producer on it. So I went to all of the locations and I was there during the nights and on the walkie talkie listening to them find things or not find things. We as production, though, did not. um, We made the agreement before going into this that we were not going to influence the show in any way. So if they found something great, if they didn't, they better tell some funny jokes to make it entertaining. (laughs) Um, most of the time they found nothing, but there was this one incident that happened at a sawmill in Louisiana where <sighs> they uh-uh. were kind of um, instigating the the ghosts and mm-hmm. they were saying some really interesting things to it, like not great things t- to the ghosts or whatever you want to think of. Um, and so trying to rile them up. Yeah. They were just like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, Oh, where are you? Are you here? They were like, we looked up the history of these places beforehand and they knew the mm-hmm. history. They knew some of the people that worked there. So they were directly just kind of like instigating them to come out in that way. Mm-hmm. Zach and, Bacon style. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there was a situation with one of the cast members where we had to shut production down because he, uh, was saying like, who pushed me? Why is my back burning? What's going on? Where is everybody? Like, we're just like, what? So everybody stopped production. We all met in kind of like the the area where there was light because the entire sawmill is, is darkness. We have the lights on the little cameras and that's really it. And they fended for themselves out there. And he's like, my back's burning. And so we had a medic on set and we pulled off. He was wearing a um, a white tank top, a black shirt, And then he had his like tactical ghost hunting kind of vest on, took all of that off. And there was three big scratch marks (gasps) on his back. And he, and and he was like, what, you know, someone pushed me in there and we're like, well, there was nobody else in you. None of our production team was around there, but he's like, well, where are these scratches from? And like the medics looking at them. And of course it was just like odd. And it really spooked a lot of people out. Um, it made him feel extremely uncomfortable. And like, I went to my other producer and I'm like, did we do this? He's like, no, nobody was there. <laughs> I was like, did like, you not tell me real, that we though. were doing we something? Do this for real? Yeah. yeah. Are we just trying no, to get a good and, show? And this person, he's not one to exaggerate. He's yep. not mm. an, atten- he's an attention seeker in that way. Yes. But he's he, absolutely he a skeptic. Uh-huh. Which is another weird reason to why he would. And also the proof is there, which is really strange. So, That situation happened. Of course, it freaked a lot of people out on set. And because of my past knowledge, the three Uh scratches are the sign of not evil stuff. So I'm like, God Mm -hmm. damn it. (laughs) And so we just went out. We just – we took lunch early. And it's like at, you know, 2 a.m. in the middle of the night. And so everybody's eating lunch, you know, 2 a.m. And I go out there to where this happened by myself with my flashlight because I was like, I don't want any part of this. And I go out there and I apologize to the ghost on their behalf, <laughs> like an insane person. I'm out there alone. Producer. 
Yeah, I'm out there alone in the sawmill, and I'm like, I am so sorry for whatever he did. I am not a part of this. Do not worry come about the at production. Me. No, yeah, I'm just like, this is going to cost us half a day. Ghost, I'm telling you. Yeah, and I'm like, that's I'm a so good sorry. producer. If you're on set and the the crew or cast or somebody offends the people on set, and you can get kicked off the set, you got to go make nice, whether they're nice. real or ghouls. And also, you, you did your job. No, also we all know the stories of what happened on Poltergeist, the extra. Mm-hmm. I am not. I'm not not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I went out and apologized to them. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I came back and I told somebody. And then they got mad at me because they were like, Well, you're scaring them away. We need them to come out. I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm not trying to get rooster teeth sued because yeah, we're reality in my life. This is an argument. It was just crazy. You signed an appearance release. I know. It was like we were yeah. fighting about something that none of us do. We really know. Yeah. We don't. Right. Don't right. 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 But also, what was he expecting? Which one? The cast member? The one that got If they were taunting them and they were wanting them to come out, they wanted an interaction. But he didn't want a bad one? No, he truly is a skeptic. So we have some believers and then some that were skeptics. And he was one of them. That's why they got him. Like, yes, bitch, I'll make and that's, you believe. That's yeah. one of the reasons why it was so jarring to everybody because he's mm-hmm. not making this up. And even I was in the car ride with them home and they were, I heard them uh, debriefing about it and they were going through all these possible scenarios of what could have happened. And he kept saying, he's like, no, I didn't trip and fall. No, this and that. But the freakiest part out of all of this is when at the end of the night, when we were downloading all the footage and going through, we went back to that moment just to be like, did he trip? Was somebody around? The answer was no. But the audio caught some very weird ringing of an old church bell. That did oh. not happen at all during the production. There was no Ooh. bell. There was no bell anywhere Ooh. on site. We talked to the uh, the owner of the land. He's like, there's no bell. I'm like, where is this bell coming from? It'd be like, no bells bell. around here for nine forty years. Was he like <laughs> See? Exactly. an old man like it- that? I don't – well, it was just like this like ringing. So whenever he he was silent, it was just like ding, ding, ding. I'm like, there is no bell. But the audio, it was the most strange experience that I've been through. That was probably the closest thing to I've been like, there's something strange happening here and I want Mm. no part of this Mm. right now. Especially through – it'd be one thing if you're like, oh, he was wearing a T-shirt and he has these scratches. But if he had on a tank top, a T-shirt, and a vest over it – yes. And, and these big, scratches. these max, they they were went from the top of his back to the bottom, like three red marks. It was like, and uh, his clothes didn't have marks on them. No, no, not that we saw. It was like red marks. Like no, there was no like gashes or slashes yeah, on the, his clothes. No, which is weirder. So yeah, so Ooh. bizarre. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. he leave a believer after that, or still a skeptic? Uh, he definitely, in the car ride home, I think it got to him a little bit. I really do mm-hmm. think that just from what they were talking about, he he was a little bothered by it. I I think that he could still, he still considers himself a skeptic, but I think he will always probably bring this incident up as something like, I'm not sure what happened mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm, yeah. But it did, it, it did enough to rattle him, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah, it would rattle me. Yeah. Yes. I just went on a haunted ghost weird. ship. I didn't know it was possible I was going to get scratched. I don't know if I would have gone, but. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. That was oh, our, was yeah, we just went on our first paranormal investigation and <gasps> we never felt anything malicious or mm-hmm. really I- much of a presence. But if we had come back with uh, the mark at the devil, that would have yeah. been a different story. <laughs> Where did <Yeah>. you go? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I like I felt good that I went out and 
like kept my peace and whatever that may be. I also have very uh, – my brother is super religious and sometimes I'm like, is the mere fact that he is praying for me constantly to become a Christian and all this is saving me from these bad things? Who knows? Mm. But I'll take it. You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's, here we it's are. The South. If someone's like, I'm gonna pray for you, I'm like, hey, thanks. Thank you. Like, I mean, send me I'll a take the protection. Stuff. Please right, protect. Whatever. I'll take Never it. Never hurts for someone to be thinking nice thoughts about hey, you. That's what I think for sure. <laughs> Down Something we talk a lot about on our podcast is cultural priming and how you can be conditioned to believe in something because of your pre existing beliefs. So, for yep. example, Egypt is a lot more like uh, people who live in Egypt are a lot more likely to believe in ghosts or spirits because they're very religious compared to Scandinavian nations where they're not so religious. So the mm-hmm. so the something like sleep uh, paralysis demons, which which Jess has experienced, mm-hmm. um, she's she, we've talked about how oh maybe she grew up really Catholic and this was something mm-hmm. that conditioned her to believe more this was a thing and then it caused her to experience more. Um, sleep paralysis but then she'll tell me a story like yeah you know I was getting sleep paralysis and uh, I'm, so I'm I'm in bed and then I look down the hallway and this Jesus statue we have is like crying and I'm like well that's gonna do it if you're sleeping at night and you look down a dark hallway and there's some scary Jesus statue yeah, yeah. yeah. Look straight out of the exorcist that's oh, horrifying yeah. it was actually <laughs> imagery it was actually melting, and then there was a demonic oh. voice laughing. Oh, so that that's worse. It's that's not that's, that's worse. worse. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course you're going to have that. <laughs> yeah, he was melting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're right. We talked about that when we covered Father Gabriel Amort, which I think you covered uh, in one of your exorcism episodes too. But that conditioning to where maybe people have psychological issues, but they think that the exorcism from the priest is going to help and. For him to say, make sure you've gone and seen a psychologist, make sure you've gone and seen a doctor, and then I'll see you. It's like, there is a spiritual element that helps make people feel better sometimes. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Psychosomatic in a way. Right. Whether it's Mm -hmm. the placebo effect or something else, but if it makes you feel better, then... It made me feel better to, right? It made me feel better to apologize to the ghost. There There you go. I did it. (laughs) Did Did you air the episode? We did, and I can find it. it for you. Um, I don't know if it's on YouTube or if it's the still sleep behind our phone wall. No, the, the, the one where he got haunter. scratched, Haunter. Oh, yeah, oh. I have to double check if it's if it's still behind our paywall. But if not, we can obviously give you logins and and you can watch it. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird, and he's talked about it too um, mm-hmm. on some podcasts awesome. and, and stuff after that. But yeah. Strange, strange experience. I'll never. That is. Really That's get a it. good Freaky Friday mm, yeah. for sure. A day yeah. in the life of a producer. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> who weird stuff. knew that yeah. that was going to be something you could add to your resume? Yeah. Demonologist whisperer. Demon whisperer <laughs> is what you sh- you can add to if if shit oh, goes man. down on a set, yeah, and I need I'm to guessing. go in and smooth things over. With the other realm, I have the qualifications. The next I time sure it do. happens, you're like, I got this. I've done this before. Well, I, I, I love that the fact that like losing a day of this production is more terrifying than a, a being <laughs> yeah. haunting us. And Jess oh is God. like, no, that can't yeah. happen. This <laughs> can't. Yeah. And to the point where they got schedule. mad at me. Yeah, they were just like, why are you, why are you apologizing? We need them to come out. I'm like, <laughs> That's just, that's just, I don't know. It's just funny. I'm like, like, they thought too, like, 
<laughs> yeah, first of all, you're supposed to be skeptic. Second of all, listen, I apologize on my own behalf. It can still fuck with you. <laughs> I did. And I, I said, was I'm trying to keep myself safe. Exactly. I, I did not apologize. I was like, this is protecting me, so you guys can get fucked all you want. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, here goes. Please watch over me. Uh, fuck all everybody else. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy and that guy. I'll be the one <laughs> sitting in the producer's chair. Yes. Please put a protective bubble over me everyone else scratch away yep yep similarly <laughs> my husband apologizes to our our uh, google home because he's afraid of the uh, ai uprising oh yeah oh, so is heather so is heather. Oh, really it's gonna get uh, she's, you, she's afraid of the AI uprising. I don't think you've started apologizing to Google Home and Siri yet, though, have I'm, you? I'm uh, very respectful, though. I always say please and thank you. So does he. So does he. Uh, and I berate them. I berate oh, them. Oh, yeah. I get in trouble with Siri a lot. The other day, I just went, Siri? And then it just said, that's not nice. And I was like, I hadn't even said what I was going to say next. She knows. We have a tumultuous relationship. She knows. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm always like, please don't kill me and my family. And what will the weather be like today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already living under the overboard. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, Jess. Well, yeah, Elise, yeah. what have you got? Sinisterhood will be right back. I wish I had a really good story. I think whatever I you say is going to be great. We love it. I consider myself more of a skeptic maybe than Jess, and, but though I do want to believe, mm-hmm. I think my my fascination is just with visiting purportedly haunted places. So I've done things like ghost tours of New Orleans, um, and I've been to Houdini's seance room in the Magic Castle Ooh, and cemetery. I want to go to the Magic Castle Savannah. so bad. Well, this, the Houdini seance, maybe this is my story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't done a seance or for, for context. If you, if you don't know, in Los Angeles, there is a castle of magicians. It's a, it's a beautiful, yes. very <laughs> old so building <laughs> where um, you, you, if you are a magician, you can become a member there and perform and visit. And uh, they open it to the public. So you need to kind of be invited by a magician guest. And I know a lot of magicians. Oh, <laughs> humble brag. Humble brag. <laughs> Wow. I like that you somebody. said it's a castle filled with magicians. And yeah. that's what people that are like, I'm going to go to Hollywood thinks it is. It's yeah. just a castle it filled is, with magicians. I'm sort of Magic. someone that attracts that magician energy. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> your Twitter bio attracts magician energy. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been maybe, maybe five or six times now at this, this point, And uh, my most recent visit, I was was very grateful because a, a magician that I was a guest of took me into the Houdini, Houdini seance room, and I and has said to me maybe I could do a seance there at some point, which I would love to do, and I would love Jessica to come and we we do a seance in yes. there. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. actually where his original seance room was. Houdini, I relate to because he was very much a skeptic, but then he was friends with people like Arthur Conan Doyle, all of those 1920s spiritualists who were staunch believers, but then Houdini would prank them and he was like, I don't know about this. So they were kind of like, <laughs> They'd be like, the table knocked three times and he was like, yes, with this knocker on my foot. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I thought it was my mom, but thanks, it's fine. Yeah, but Houdini kind of like me said, I want to believe. And so he and his wife built this seance room 
and it, not at the Magic Castle, but kind of nearby at a nearby hotel rooftop. And they had this agreement that when one of the first of them died, the other would go and do seances there on their death dates to try to commune with them. And Houdini died on Halloween. Oh, which, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, super fitting. And so yeah. his wife, after his death, I believe he died first. And so then she would go and do these seances. And I don't think anything ever came of it. But a lot of what you see in this room at the Magic Castle are his own artifacts and belongings that are there. So I I have to believe that they're in this recreation of this room, there's some sort of magical energy there. And then next to the seance room is really cool if you get a chance to go there is it's part of the dining, the upstairs dining hall, but this one room where, um, I, oh shoot, I forget the name of it, but one of Houdini's rival mu- uh, magicians is who the room was named after. And it had murals oh. and designs related to this mu- magician. And there was a fire in the magic castle several years ago. And when the fire happened, it happened, it, it affected this floor. And the story goes that this room uh, that his rival magician uh, was attributed to burnt burnt down. It had all this this fire damage, but Houdini's seance room right next to it was totally fine. Mm. So the like See, the lore weird. in the story is that Houdini, you know, Houdini kind of working his magic from the beyond, and uh, he kind of sa- in the afterlife yeah. sabotaged his rival's <laughs> name. Even in the afterlife, I, he's yeah, holding yeah. a grudge. I appreciate it. I don't know yeah, if you two don't about die. This. I might oh, yeah. die. My grudge will not. <laughs> Never. Jess and I, we often talk about coming back to haunt each other. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. I've seen it all the time. Yeah. You know but see, me. that's one of those things where, like, that's where my mind goes instead of, like, I don't go to the ske- skeptical route. I'm just like, that's interesting. Curious. Mm-hmm. You know, his room was just okay. What could, you know, I immediately go to just, like, he has, yeah. Something has protected it. Or there yeah. Is the, you yeah. know, like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like the energy of his wife coming all the time. Maybe her, it like, mm. pushed the fire out. I don't know. That's what my friend called us the other day or last night and was like, hey, this weird thing happened in my house. I was like, it's probably an interdimensional time warp. If you <laughs> she was like, maybe my smoke alarm battery was going out. Yeah, that's always what it is. Like, maybe I have carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> that's no, usually carbon thought. monoxide poisoning. <laughs> I mean, it's checked time out, warp. certainly. Yeah. No, I love I it. Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time yeah. work for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous you got to go to the Magic Castle five times. Yes. I, I don't. Ever since I found out about it, which I think was from Neil Patrick Harris, because he is very big into magic and is like a main player there. I <laughs> thought, He's a magic bigwig. I've got to get player. myself in there. He's a main player. Is that what they call themselves? He can go whenever he wants, I guess. I guess you yeah. have a standing invitation to go. I gotta get in. I gotta well, I gotta get him I gotta meet a magician. I don't know how much pull I have, but maybe if y'all ever come to Los Angeles, we could Oh we're I there a lot. I could see if like are you? Yeah. Jess, My brothers live right there. Yeah. Can you imagine if Jess you come out to LA we do a 30 Morbid Sinisterhood crossover sale. Oh, my oh, God. In the oh, let's room. I'll book a flight right now. I'll, be, <laughs> I'll, I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. I the points. I can go. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll let's pay cash. It. I don't even use points. I'll pay cash. We'll do it. That's how much Just I want to do it. That would be incredible. A flight attendant. Yeah. We can oh. film it. It'll be awesome. And we'll yes. use our half skeptical, half, it was definitely, a, that was Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Well, question. Yeah. In, in your dynamic, is one of you more skeptical than the other? 
Oh, for sure. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Heather was like, it's a portal. And I'm like, "Uh, I think the batteries probably just needed to be replaced. It's like, okay, that's immediate jump. Yeah. That's me. And usually, like, well, we heard a ghost. And Christy was like, the air conditioner went off. I was like, that really happened. We stayed at the Adolphus Haunted Hotel in Dallas. And she was, I got there first and I heard a sound in the room and I was so afraid. I went downstairs and I was like in the lobby shaking. And then she got there. I was like, you got to come up to the room with me. There was a sound. And she was like, okay. And then we get up there and I was like, I don't even know. And then it happened. I was like, there it is again. And she was like, the heater came on. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it's haunted as fuck. It's a haunted heater is what I can tell you. It is. That is a sinister heater. Elise <laughs> has actually helped me throughout our podcast to be less afraid and less thinking always that it's some supernatural thing. There was one thing that she told me maybe a year ago, months ago, where it really clicked with me, especially at night, especially when I woke up in the middle of the night the other day after watching talk to me. Anyway, where she was like, you could just like not believe in it. And I was like, yeah, I could just make the choice. I'm going you to say something Regina George would say in Mean Girls. <laughs> Where is just, just not believing it? Just not be that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> told, no. me. But I think about it. I'm like, in this moment when I'm feeling it, I'm like, no, that's not real. Go back to bed, mm. bitch. And I so I'm like, my oh. power from you. Okay. Do you ever have that moment when it's like 2 a.m. and you hear a noise downstairs? Could be somebody breaking into your home, a frogger who's escaped from the walls. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you think, I should go downstairs and check that. And then you go. Nah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. And then you Surely it's nothing. Yeah. I'm usually like, like, if it's a frogger, I hadn't noticed by now, they're being considerate and conscientious. Who am I to kick somebody out? As long <laughs> as you're not eating up like the last of my bagel and I was really excited for that bagel in the morning. Mm. In that case, I will tear holes in every wall and I will oh, find sure. you and I will throw you out. <laughs> but but it's it's like, I don't even notice. Imagine and a you frogger do the dishes. Doing chore like changing the toilet paper roll. I would love that. I'd love someone to help with some cleaning. If they it's could just come out like while we're sleeping and clean quietly, and I wake <laughs> up to a clean house, quietly. I'm here for it. Live in my walls all you like. <laughs> we have a Frogger episode. I don't have to clean a toilet. That is fine. Yeah, like you just you do your thing. I'll do mine. I'm gonna go sleep. Full vibe. Yeah, that's fine. But you're right. That's fine. We were talking about going on our paranormal investigation. Tommy unfortunately couldn't go, and we were like, "We're gonna be so afraid without you. What are we gonna do?" And he goes, "Well, there's no evidence at all that ghosts are real, so that's you'll probably be okay with that." <laughs> that's, see, that's what I think about. That's what, like, Elise, that thing was she said, I'm just like, I just have to think about those things. Well, it's not real, so you'll be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, well, I think one thing that you, you, Jess, conversely, make me feel like it's okay to fucking lighten up a little bit and have fun. And, (laughs) well, there's, there's like having fun, and then there's also like, the, do you really believe in this? It's it's a, it's affecting my sleep quality at night situation, right. you know. Yeah, Which it, back in the day it did. Like I I would if I woke up at three a.m. or something, and I'd always remember, you know, the exorcism of Emily Rose, three a.m. Mm-hmm. Her, you know, backwards. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ah, it's gonna happen to me. Yeah. Like, Dude, if it happened to me and it got my back cracked, I didn't have to go to the chiropractor. I'd be like, "You show up at three, I'll be ready. I'll be awake then. Yeah. Let me put on yeah. stretchy pants." And but yeah. the demon's like, "Oh God, Heather wants her back cracked." <laughs> I'm like, Can you put this on the lumbar portion, I've been sitting wrong. Yeah. Can you give me one of those magic hugs, like I see yeah. that chiropractor on TikTok do? Yeah. I am this close to booking a flight, also to <laughs> California to get see? him to just. Oh no. Yeah. Head. Speaking of like t- demons, Elise, we did a sketch uh, years ago where 
Elise plays uh, a demon in it uh, with the Necrocomicon. Oh. We'll send it to you. Yeah, yes. well, we're it's a sketch where we're a bunch of or women gathering for a book club, and but the book nice. we chose that week is the Necronomicon. I'm looking at all, a copy right now. It's literally across from me. Oh, right. <laughs> we're all we're all like, it's a lot darker than I thought it was. That's right, <laughs> you know. And that's and a great Jess, premise. We, we all slowly start to kind of Jess becomes more possessed, and I become, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's so funny. great though because it's perfect. We'll send it to you. It's very fun. Yes, well, please. That's a great concept. Uh-huh. <laughs> you asked about skepticism. One of my favorite things about this whole show, from start to finish, is Christy started off pretty skeptical, but I think I've gotten her, less. I think I I've become say, more open minded and spiritual. But if you ask about aliens especially in the ocean oh those are real and i don't even think that we need to lump them into the same category as something (laughs) that a skeptic would talk about because i went on a rant to tommy the other night i was like it's not just possible it's probable like there's 100 percent aliens are living in a base under the oceans and they come up and check on us every now and then and sometimes they help us out or do stuff it's uh it it just it makes sense and then aliens are you real. know the missing yeah, link between looks. like evolutionarily how did we get from point a to point b was such a big jump maybe an alien had sex with the monkey and then we're all part alien i'm just spitballing some ideas no i mean that the, the universe is so vast of course to, to think that we are the only ones is no naive in a way like mm-hmm. there's of course there's well, yeah, I, I always think about how it's it's more scary the thought of there being no life out there than there being life out uh, there. That's a good point. I I was said the same thing recently because we when we were on our ghost hunt at our Airbnb at night because we weren't <laughs> scared enough. We binged uh, Encounters on Netflix, oh, which is just shows of. Uh, and it was great because it's very well done, and everyone yeah. that speaks is very credible, and all the stories yeah. are very believable. But I also found comfort in that, that like, there's something else that's Mm -hmm. uh, tangible, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, not just like an energy. And I do believe in like a a bigger energy force, but, you know, Mm -hmm. like a tangible thing that lives somewhere. And mm-hmm. why wouldn't they, yeah. you know, yeah. the we've explored 5% of the ocean. We don't know mm-hmm. what's down there. There's so much. Oh, yeah. There's so much. Well, we asked the director of Aerial Phenomenon, Randall Nickerson, who that's about the Rua Zimbabwe. If you haven't watched that, there was that documentary. And then in Encounters, they cover it in the second episode. Mm -hmm. And there's like more of a skeptical view from one of the students that kind of didn't see it and kind of claims he made it up. But talking to Randall, we were like, we think maybe they're under the ocean he was like yeah that's likely we're like what he went, <laughs> went to the he went to the, the congressional hearings and he's like spoken to a ton of survivors not even survivors he calls them witnesses because mm-hmm. it's not even like oh they're believers and they want to make this up it's just people that are telling you what they saw and they're like this is what i saw i don't know what it was and you talked about the kind of the cultural conditioning and in zimbabwe when they talked to some of the the local religious leaders who were like oh yeah they come and visit us all the time like this is part of our culture that they come and visit children often. And it was like, oh, well, who are we to say? Nuh-uh. And then when you look back through, you know, uh, thousands of years of their history, there's writings and drawings and things that are all what they at the time would probably call like aliens or, or, or mm-hmm. angels or gods. But now maybe you're, I think we're all kind of using the same uh talking about the same thing but regionally and depending where you're from it's 
called yep. something else. Like in the with the Welsh story that was also oh, yeah. on Encounters, and they refer to them as fairies. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. how fairies were demonic in our culture and kind of mischievous and evil. And then Hollywood is what kind of made the Tinkerbell fairy that's mm-hmm. this little thing. But they weren't always like that. And then there's they got a big old rock out there in the middle of the ocean and I think it's a portal to a base <laughs> underground. I think it's gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I think it comes apart. And people and said they so saw it open. <laughs> Heather and I now. I was like, what we have to do is like get a long term rental Airbnb at this place, and just every night we sit outside and watch. And eventually, I think we'll see something. We'll see it open. At this point, I'm open. I don't even know anymore. There's been so much crazy shit that's happened. I'm like, I'm open and will believe anything at mm-hmm. this point. Like, what? You know, <laughs> what, what is happening? Well, isn't isn't there like the analogy of how much of our universe we've we've explored? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like if you held up a glass of water and you said, well, you were comparing it to how much of the ocean we've explored, and you and you held up a glass of water and said, that's how much of the ocean we've explored compared to the universe like yeah and you're like oh there's no animals or sea life in here and you're like well there's such a thing as a blue whale and you're looking at a mason jar yeah so of course you don't see an octopus or a you know what an umbrella squid or whatever it's like you're not going to see those big ass umbrella squid is that a thing I think so. Yeah, it's creepy. It Gosh. like, oh, I've never heard of an umbrella squid. I mean, you look at those and you're like, these look like aliens. Yeah, shit under yeah. like deep octopus deep and everything. I don't know what those things are. Tommy says all the time, "This world isn't ours." Like, you can walk outside and just look at any of the like bugs and just your backyard, like all the things living and crawling around. And you're like, we're not. This isn't our Earth. We're just like one of the many things on it. And we just happen to have uh, conscious uh, conscience that allows us to think that we are mm-hmm. better than everything else. Mm-hmm. We ate fat yeah. one day. We ate, we cooked fat. Started walking on our walking on two legs, and mm-hmm. like, that was and it. And then we just thought Here we, we knew everything. Yeah, yep. we were hot yeah. shit, as my mother yep. would say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thought she was hot yeah. shit. Oh, that's evolution for you. One, yeah. you cook fat, yeah. walk on two legs, you think you're Ooh. hot shit, all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden, you realize the aliens have been down underwater this whole time. Mm. Makes sense. Why yep. are they gray? They have a vitamin D deficiency. That's why they always are going to, like, dairy cows. farms and, and taking cows. cows. I think this it's a vitamin right. D thing. Tommy, the other day, he just looked at me and he went, so... They he just he was like they need milk. I was like, yeah, they need yeah. milk because that's why they're great. They have a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> that's eyes why big, they go to dairy night. farms a lot or take the cows because I think they're trying to figure out how can they manufacture it on their own. They're trying you to know. Know. or maybe they have a bunch of cows and they just now have cows underwater cows. Justin and Lisa are like, yeah, so we talked to Sinister Head today. It was great. <laughs> the last half hour was just they uh, yelled at aliens. It was no, a bad conspiracy that was so for like a half hour. But it's fine. It you don't know, ice, but Jess right now is, I can tell, I can see her thinking she's considering leaving our podcast and joining yours <laughs> because she loves alien stuff so much. Oh, and we, me too. Oh, we we, we soon are doing our first yeah. alien episode on the show. We're, we're talking about the Dark Forest Theory because We've we've just never aliens is so massive as a topic, and we've just never honed in on like what's the specific, uh, you know what what is a specific okay, part of cool. it we can talk about mm-hmm. because in thirty mm-hmm. minutes we can't you know do it justice. Mm-hmm. But Jess, do you want to talk about your? 
fascination and obsession. No, I just think it's, I watch a lot of space documentaries. I'm fascinated Mm. by space and time. And Mm -hmm. like the very first time I ever watched Cosmos, watched the first episode, I was high. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just watched the the, best way to watch it. It is the best, but yeah, it just like zooms out and zooms out. And then, you know, at the end, Neil deGrasse Tyson is like, this is the cosmos. And I had a panic attack. I'm like, what? <laughs> this yeah. is insane. Me, where are we? <laughs> what? This is so big. Like, it, yeah. it's just, and then I, and when then, you figure out we're like going in, also rocketing, like she and I, Christy and I had to learn this. And Tommy and Paris were like, yeah, I don't know. We just like a course crew that goes through space. I'm like, where'd you learn that? YouTube. Okay, well, we'll spend more time on YouTube, I guess. <laughs> we didn't know 16 that. 16-year-old with a webcam told me about I, it. Yeah. I thought it was like a mobile over a baby bed situation. Turns out it's like someone's got a hold of that mobile and is sprinting. It's just running. It's wild. It's wild. We it. all don't fly off of it. Sinisterhood will be right back. It's wild. And they're just, and, and to Elisa's point though, it is even scarier to think like, if there is no other life out there. So other mm-hmm. life is just, again, like aliens to us. But again, being raised um, religious, I it's it's so crazy to think that like, I, I was raised to think like, no, this is, this is it. And like, there's just, we are, us humans, we are not, we have to get out of our own brains sometimes because mm-hmm. there is we don't even know. so much more out there. Just, I mean, we could get, you know, but even talking about like antimatter and matter and like oh, what yeah. came before the Big Bang Theory. Yes. It was very cold, dark space, but there was but w- nothing comes from nothing, but there had to be some sort of material. And so you're just, I go down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the news? Like you're in my brain right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you see that asteroid they cracked open and they were like, there's water in it. We is like a billion years old and we think that's what made Earth. Anyway, we cracked it open. I was like, what is the fucking egg? <laughs> You're like, there's, there's chocolate inside. Anyways, <laughs> here it is. Like, drop it in the news. Like, anyways, that's where that came from. Like, who threw the rock at us that had the stuff yeah. in it that made we us? We need to talk about this. Yeah. We, Biden needs to address this. What is yeah, going on not, right now? Like, what? Yeah. I think he has bigger <laughs> problems he's, yeah, he he's currently dealing with. Yes. Isn't it he interesting, though? <laughs> Isn't it interesting, too, though, that, like, you said you're raised very Catholic, and so angels and demons and things were part of your upbringing and were just accepted. Those same people, a lot of times, refuse to accept the idea of aliens because it kind of contradicts their idea of how everything was created. But... In encounters, they talk so much about like if you can ho- you you can hold both those truths. Like if you can believe in angels and demons, then it's mm-hmm. not a huge stretch to believe in like that. There's another life form out there, but there's still like a wall for so many people that those two things mm-hmm. can't can't yeah. come together. Jesus yeah. was a time traveler. We all know this. All right, yeah. he's a time lord, hey. and the angels back then <laughs> I, were spaceships. I'm not wrong. I pitched the idea. I pitched the idea the other day that maybe an alien impregnated Mary, and that's why (laughs) we all thought it was like immaculate conception. But and that's why Jesus was so like um, benevolent and essentially magic is because he was half alien. And then now we got a half alien, half human, and ipso facto, as some people have a little more alien in them than others. 
like Taylor These Swift, are the conversations Beyonce. We need to be she wrote a song right now. about it you, called "Alien Superstar." She's she told us. <laughs> she, she told knows. us. If you think Jesus was a Promethean, like a Ridley yeah. Scott, certainly, uh, kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's, I don't it's, hate it's, it. It's I'm tossing it around. It's nothing. I you know I'm just Super thoughts. Speculating. We, this whole Jehovah's Witness for the past three episodes. A lot of the the people in charge are like, God told me this, and I'm like, when I have these ideas, how do I know it ain't just God telling me like. <laughs> Jesus was a time traveler. And if I was like, shut up, brain, before I stab you with a Q-tip, it's like, no, that wasn't your brain. It was God, and I sound like, a, I sound like your old neighbor. Jesus was a time traveler. Okay, well, I'll tell the world. I'll spread the message. I sound like you ever worried, like, oh, we'll do, we'll do these, these, this, you know, three-episode Jehovah Witness series, and then you come out on the other side, and you're like, that Jehovah had some okay ideas. <laughs> oh, like, not with this one. Not at all yourself. with this one. No, no, cults, no. Not some with of the this one. <laughs> the Urantia cult, which was like kind of almost what we're describing, which was like Jesus was an alien, came to Earth. That's like the Urantia book. We jokingly are like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But I don't think. But yeah, the Jehovah's Witness one is like, uh, men are always correct and do what yeah. men say. And we're like, uh, nope, that's not right. In <laughs> no, my experience. No, no. Yeah, almost a, never. That was a rough one. But we have covered some uh that have more like uh happy thoughts that were like huh i could be sucked into a cold i had kind of a little bit so yeah yeah heather heather unknowingly followed um the guy from wild wild country (laughs) a year before she (laughs) wrote this book with these like uh rajneesh purim from like the people in um, oregon who took over the town and then like poisoned the salad bar and tried to kill the um, I think the U.S. attorney, assistant U.S. attorney, they tried to assassinate them. Oh, my God. And it was this cult. And after the cult ended, the guy rebranded and changed his name. Anyway, I never watched Wild Wild Country, and I didn't know, <laughs> know that this was the rebranded name. And I got this deck with this book, and I was like, this meditation book is so good. I told, like, five people about it. <laughs> oh, and then no. for no reason, like, a year and some You're change honest. later, I looked it up, and I was like, this is the cult guy. <laughs> and I have oh, given no. this as gifts. To many people, oh, <laughs> oh no! Um, the problem was it was really good. To uh, be fair, it was kind of his right hand woman that did yeah. all the dirty work, and he, you know. But like all good leaders, you kind of know what's guy. going on. You kind of yeah, know, and you find out all back. Yeah, it's like a Keith Raniere Allison Mac mm-hmm. situation, but <laughs> yeah, I accidentally followed that. So yeah, to answer your question, we can get I can I can Christy no, but I can get something. <laughs> hey, uh, if an alien came to me right now and was like, "Do you want to join our cult?" Yes. Uh, bye, kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Maybe you can come with me. I'll face there are so many face. things that we are part of and indoctrinated to that are down low cults that we're just not putting the name. Yeah. To oh it. yeah, yeah. 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 Every day. For sure. Yeah. Somebody recently posted on our uh, Patreon Facebook group, like, name a cult that doesn't call themselves a cult. And it was like CrossFit, improv. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, any of that stuff could be. (laughs) Who said Trader Joe's? Elise? (laughs) Trader Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. But improv all the time because we've done it. We did it for, it's everybody always called it a Close being this deity. Yes. Yeah. They're like, my herald. I know my herald. Oh, my God. When they start going (laughs) off, I'm like, I, I. No, I Del Close was also a huge piece of shit. So, he gave us the Herald, so wasn't that worth it? It was worth it. (laughs) This this conversation was worth it. God, we had so much fun with (laughs) y'all. Oh my god. 
offline, we're going to figure out this Houdini seance. I want to do this. Yes, for and sure. Please that, this, come on our podcast. Yes. Oh, we'd love to. We would yes. love to. But the, the paranormal investigation we just went on, two years ago, this investigative group gave us a tour and mentioned offhanded, hey, you know, if we ever did like a, an overnight on this ship, would you go? And we were like, tell us the date. We'll be there. And then two years later, it was like, hey, it's time. And we're like, we booked our flights. Yeah. So tell us when the seance is. We'll we book went. our flights. Like, we'll show up. Okay. Let's, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. I mean, Jess and I, Jess and I haven't really talked about it because I didn't want to – I wanted to feel like I had something more concrete. Before I told you about it, but here it is. I think going into any, I've never done a seance and I've always wanted to do a seance and to do one at in Houdini's room. That's the pinnacle. As long as nothing follows me past that room, then I'm good. I don't want to know it follow situation. So I'll Mm, do it there. But if it follows me, I'm going to ask it to now follow Elise. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I will be the vessel for the spirit. (laughs) I feel like if Houdini's room can survive fire at the Magic Castle, it can keep us all safe from any demonic forces. Okay, great. I believe in Houdini. What we do is we screen that episode of Haunter, and we're like, "Hey, this is the one where Jess was like very apologetic, so we know that she can do this." And then anything in that room's like, "She's a good one. She's good. We don't attach to her." It's so funny that in these like desperate times, I resort to like, please, God, save me. I'm See, praying right now. It's just like whatever comes to me, like God, universe, Jesus, mm-hmm. the, the sun, the sun. I Help oh, me, baby Jesus. Help me, Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, something. Help. I really do want you to become like the Hollywood ghost whisperer that gets brought on, like Heather do was it. saying, like it's brought on sets and, you know, like the, cra- the crafties floating on season 86 of The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. It's possessed and we need you to come in and depossess the craft also, services. Pivot to make that the show. Yeah, the I Bachelor, we've all seen The Bachelorette. Yeah. Like if we the haunted bachelorette, I'll yes. watch. I'll oh. tune in. Oh man. Exercising the, the demons of the haunted bachelorette with <laughs> oh, it's, it. it's it's like 20 possessed women and a priest. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's like yeah. who the priest like gives a crucifix to, like you you get a crucifix <laughs> this episode. <laughs> You get a crucifix. The priest is like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to live the rest of your life. Yeah. I wish you yeah. Only like, <laughs> one person gets rid of their demon. The, the other 19 have to live with it, but you got to prove yourself to the priest that you're the one <laughs> worthy of exorcism. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Joanne, will you accept this blessing? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Oh, my God. Elise. <laughs> Lord, oh, oh yeah. God. I think you just yeah. wrote another sketch. Instead of I'm a beautiful mansion, it's like this insane haunted house, <laughs> like the Adams family set. It'd be great. <laughs> and oh, this would be so funny. You ring. Well, the host isn't oh like, hey, God. I'm Ryan, whatever. I'm the host. It's like Lurch, like, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's very slow. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like, I, I can't am wait. Next shot, show ball, blah, 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 blah. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> in tongues. It's coming to the you. The talking head, she's like upside down, like Emily Rose. <laughs> the, confe- the confessional. Yeah. confessional, that's what it is. I can't wait for the episode where they take everyone to their hometown and then all their families are like, yeah, we've been dealing with this possession for a week. That's just crazy. Right have dinner. 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming yeah. every but night. the confessional would be a real confessional. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Oh, Perfect. My oh, my God. We, this is y'all, work at a, y'all work oh, at Rooster itself. Teeth. You can make this happen. Writes itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, we would just ask, can we be bachelorettes in the sketch? Oh, I would love to. Yes, please, please. For sure. Oh, man. What a hoot. Well, where can people find more 30 Morbid Minutes and more stuff that both of you all do? 
Uh, yeah, they can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. We're also on social media. We're, we're trying to up our social media game here. So we're on TikTok and Instagram at 30 nice. Morbid Minutes. And then we also have our individual handles. Mine is at Jessica Vasami one on Instagram and Elise. And then Elise Willems on Instagram. Nice. And I don't really go on the X anymore. I don't either. Uh, I, don't either. Don't. I also refuse to call it that. I, yeah, still, I, still I'm, I will never because well, I don't about- understand how to use it. If you're like, I, I'm going to tweet something that makes sense. But what do you, you what is the equivalent? X? Is it no. still called a tweet if it's not Twitter? Are you X? Anywhere, anywhere you see it mentioned, it's always X parentheses Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. normally yeah. no Twitter. I'm like, yeah. if you have to put that every time, then just call it Twitter still. It was a bad brand move. Yeah, earlier yeah. I said your Twitter bio. What was I going to go? It's your X bio. Weird. <laughs> Sounds like it is sex. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy well, bio. no one well, said no Elon Musk was typical. Mm, no one's ever it. said no, that thanks. of him or, <laughs> yeah, no. or anything good. No. Oh, what yeah. a time we've had with uh, you all today. You guys, this was great. Thank you so we much were, for yeah. having us. You guys are you great. You were both wonderful. Oh, great. 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 wonderful. Haunted seance, or seance at the Houdini place coming on the show, You're being in a exorcist bachelorette, whatever you want. We'll be <laughs> yeah, there because you all, do man, it. this was fun. This was great. Please, absolutely. Come on, thirty morbid minutes. Yes, absolutely. Talk about whatever you want. Talk about whatever. Probably just be. We'll put a pause on this, and then we'll just keep this conversation going (laughs) on your show. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, guys. Bye. Well, thank you so much again to Jessica and Elise for telling us your incredible stories today. We had so much fun talking to you all. If you have an odd but true story, maybe you've encountered Bigfoot, you've seen a UFO, you had a brush with true crime, or you felt the presence of an otherworldly being, send them in at sinisterhood.com slash freaky Friday. If you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. We got so much stuff going on over there. It's I think just in the past week, we've posted a mini-sode about a harrowing tale of a woman that survived being held hostage by a serial killer. We've got an Am I the Asshole up. We've got a Judge Christie oh, up. Yeah. We've got, uh, we're going to be recording a new thing tomorrow that we'll be putting Do up. True Crime Headlines on mm-hmm. the Natalie Holloway case. So yes. People have been asking us to talk about that. So we have, we're ready. So that'll be up pretty quick here. So keep your eyes peeled for some more patreon content and go to our youtube you can check out a clip from that q a we did if you want to see my corn skull outfit and christy's very epic deep cut sinisterhood reference i'm gonna let y'all go and see if you know the reference <laughs> uh but it also has a little behind the scenes clip from whenever she saw my costume for the so first good. time which was very fun i was like i heard the doorbell ring and i thought i'm gonna pull my phone out because i think she might laugh super hard if she, <laughs> when she sees this what if you would have walked around the corner and went okay you ready you ready to start the action? i would have been like yeah, it's oh, fine. Hey, what are you doing? Wait, let's just start. She's like, her always dresses like that. What? No, so anyways. But yeah, go to our YouTube and watch that video. And you can also watch the whole live stream over on Patreon as well. Yeah, we also, for our patrons that kind of just uh, subscribe for free to see what we're up to, we posted that clip uh, for them as well. So we yeah. do little freebies from time to time for if you're just following along to see like, you want alerts sent to you and whatnot when we post stuff. 
For sure. Just see what we're doing. Like you said, what we're up to next. Mm-hmm. But you can also head over to SinisterHood.com and click shop on the top banner to check out Sinisterhood merch. We got t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, and even clothes for your kiddos. It's getting to be that time where you got to shop for somebody in your life and you're like, well, I don't know. She likes podcasts, I guess. But bam, Sinisterhood merch. It's the greatest gift that you can give. And it's also a good thing to give for yourself because you're like, I got to wrap presents for all these jerks. I'm going to do it in the coziest crew neck sweater I've ever had in my life. So <laughs> head to SinisterHood.com and click shop and treat yourself today. And if you order from TikTok, oh, yeah. you get free shipping in the US. So I mean, girl math, you would be losing money <laughs> if you did not order something. And then you get to see all of our amazing TikToks that Paris makes for us. For sure. And also TikTok, I don't know how it works. Uh, Tommy and Paris have helped us with all that part. But random items will be on sale or like have free shipping. And it's, I'll log in so it changes. So go to our TikTok and see if there's a deal for you. So oh, check there, there first. TikTok.com at Sinisterhood Podcast. You can also review the show at sinisterhood.com, follow us on socials, and check out the episode descriptions of each show for more fun. And we list all of our sources there, and we also have links to playlists. Heather's curated great topic-based playlists on Spotify. So if you have someone that you're like, I just want to hear about cryptids, we've got you. I just want to hear about paranormal stuff or true crime. You can go there and we've sorted it all out to make it really easy for everyone. It's a good way to share too. If your friend's like, ah, I don't really, I'm not trying, it's too heavy true crime right now. Or like, I don't care about the paranormal stuff. I want to hear about trials. We've got you right there at sinisterhood.com slash playlist. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Uh, the video version of our interview with Elise and Jess, as well as all of our other Freaky Friday interviews. And that bonus clip is on our YouTube channel at Sinisterhood Podcast, TikTok, and the TikTok shop, also at Sinisterhood Podcast. And speaking of gifts for the holidays, don't forget we have a Cameo. Cameo is a great, fast, easy way to get a gift if you if it's like gonna coming up on somebody's birthday anniversary something or if you're trying to get something extra special for the holidays that somebody already has stuff they have materials they don't need i don't need anything extra something like a message from us might be a fun gift so go to cameo and book your custom personal video shout out today where are you at on the internet you can see my regular face and then my old woman (laughs) face or maybe you don't notice a difference <laughs> That's on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. And I'm on TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather, where's your corn skull? All my corn. You can find all the corn tent you're looking for at <laughs> Heather versus the world. On all Were platforms. you sitting on that or was that off the it cuff? just came out of me. Nice. I let it. I was like, you can find all that. And I was like a cornucopia, but don't think, just speak. And it just came out. That's the advice. Heather McKinney, don't think, just talk. Gosh, you and Gwen Stefani, you, <laughs> you both have a similar message. <laughs> Don't speak, just say what you're thinking. You never know what'll come out your mouth. It may be something funnier than you thought you were gonna say to begin with. Don't speak. (laughs) That is the B cut from Remix. No doubt. That's on the B side of that. She was like, it's from the vault, Christie's version. Ooh, I just got my 1989 vinyl today. I got the blue one. But I also found out Tommy ordered me one, and it's the green one. He didn't know I'd already ordered it, so I'm going to have blue and green. And you got pink? I got pink, and then I went to Target and bought Tangerine because there's an extra song on it. So I got green. 
Oh, well, Change I'm going to have to do that. Pace. That didn't hit the same. She changed it. It's fine. No worries. She Tangerine didn't take my dream. Note. No, that's no. true. Maybe it's Tangerine Dream. This has gone completely off the rails. It really has. Yeah. Welcome to um, the Q- qu- quarter four with Sinister Head. Q4 2024. Shit's <laughs> wheels off. Oh, man. Oh, well, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sin it.